What's up, Dunwoody? If you're new to the show, my name is Matt Weber. I'm a real estate agent with eXp Realty. It's a hot seller's market right now as of November 2020. Um, As a seller, you're likely to get more for your home now than you will for a while, probably. However, if you're looking to buy, it's a little tougher. Most buyers' offers have to be very competitive, and there will probably be multiple offers on the property. But we can have that conversation, too, if you're looking for some help buying a home. We can have any conversation, actually. Just give me a call, 404-502-8683. If you know the story brand framework, I'll play the part of the wise Jedi master teaching you the best ways to buy or sell your home, and you can be the hero that makes the best moves for your family so you can live happily ever after. My co-host and buddy-in-law is Justin Dyke. Justin is the founder of PoolDues.com, a back-end billing software for your swim and tennis club. Justin is the father of five, living in the Georgetown neighborhood. He is the brother of my beautiful wife, Sasha, and the guy that originally made this podcast happen. I definitely wouldn't be sitting here recording the intro to episode 174 without him. 174 separate episodes. That's a lot of Dunwoody-related content um, with a lot of cool guests. If you know anybody that's new to the area, just send them this episode. You know, they might not know anything about Vino Venue yet, and that's another chance for you to be a hero, right? You can copy and paste the Apple link, or you can just say, Hey Siri, subscribe to What's Up Dunwoody podcast. Yes. Okay, I've subscribed to you. Our podcast sponsor is Dr. Brett Friedman from Village Orthodontics. Many of you have young children. Mine are nine and five years old. Brett and the American Association of Orthodontists recommend that children beginning at the age seven be seen by an orthodontist. When you see Dr. Brett at this point, it's usually just to gather a baseline of growth and development of the jaws and teeth and check the development of the adult teeth. Brett put off working on my nine-year-old for now um, until more of his permanent teeth come in. He usually puts it off until it's completely necessary. If it is determined that you could benefit from early orthodontic treatment, Dr. Brett will review all of the options with you along with the pros and cons of each option, and together you can come up with the best choice for your child. Most of the time when early orthodontic treatment is needed, a second phase of treatment will probably be needed when they're a teen, but getting started at a younger age does reduce the time span for later treatment, so call up Brett and develop a game plan. This podcast is a conversation we had with Lilia Bryant, owner of Vino Venue. It's one of the classier joints in Dunwoody and a local fan favorite of wine drinkers. We recorded this show while sitting outside, and there's some weird rumbling noises. There's planes flying overhead and some random power tools. But we got through it, um, so here's a fun conversation with a new friend of ours. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. Hey, we're here with Lilia, Brian. You're the owner of Vino Venue. I am. Uh, big fan favorite of a lot of... Our wives' ladies. favorites. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, our wives love it, love it over there. Love to hear that. That's why I keep reaching out to you. How many messages have you got from me? Um... To your social media people... I've sent you like three over the years. Have you really? The last couple of years, yeah. Okay. Well, and I, I talked to your bartender one yeah. time. He was like, just Hunter? go talk to her. Uh, yeah, I think that was his uh-huh. name, actually. Good. He was like, just go talk to her. I was like, oh, can you tell her to call me? <laughs> Is it a common misconception that there's even a bar, right? Because I thought it was all uh, robot uh, arms that distribute wine and things like that. Well, we do your have the wine machines. We do have the wine machines, but no robots. No droids? No droids. Oh, droids are welcome there, no, then. No, no droids. <laughs> Um. Yeah, but uh, well, there is a there's a wine machine though. There right? are three yeah. wine, machi- yeah. oh, wine three. machines. Oh, three. Okay. Yep. Yep. You can do a one half half uh, ounce, a full full pour, or a half glass, 
um, of 32 different wines. And that lets people... 32 different wines? Yep. Wow. In that system. Right. And that lets people get a little taste of something that maybe is kind of uh, above their pay grade. (laughs) Yes. We have one high-end machine. So if you want to taste a little silver oak but not have to, you know, buy the whole bottle, that's the way to go. But it also has some descriptions above each of the wines. So if you want to sort of hone in on what it is you like... Uh, over others it's it's a little it's a fun way to do your own little tasting that would be good for me but i don't know what i like with wine so you know what helps you'd have to taste all 32 yeah exactly whatever my wife gives me i'm like that one's good and then she takes a mental note well here's the thing then you should come to us and take a class okay and we will help you figure that out yeah that's what i want to talk about that's that was cool yeah let's talk about those but you know what really helps me with with deciding wines is i think they have it at Publix. it's that little scale that shows you the drier or the sweeter Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. there's like four icons and i know the one on there that i think what do you go for a little drier drier yeah i go for sweeter do you yeah really do you is it all want my wine like candy oh okay all right yeah well probably not what wine drinkers we've got something for everybody could you service this woman over here (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) i like a pineapple on the edge of it (laughs) do you not want to taste the alcohol at all just (laughs) i'll put some ice in it i'd grab a beer probably (laughs) (laughs) but you guys do have beers we do. Yeah. We have a, some craft beers, ciders this time of year, especially are pretty popular. Oh, that's interesting. And you can get your Miller Lite if that's your, that's your, you know, fave. Yeah, I like a good IPA. But. Do you have a, yeah. just a secret refrigerator of, of uh, you know, lowbrow mm. beer. <laughs> we do have a secret refrigerator. It's a little smaller than our wine refrigerator. But. Yeah. Do you know your wine really well? Uh, you know what? Wine is so ever changing that the whole world of it uh-huh. that that it's it's constantly an education for me. But I I have a base good base knowledge. I'd say my husband was was definitely more he knowledgeable was the than I. He started it up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about him. So he was a geek. He, he yeah. really loved anything he could get his hands on in terms of wine knowledge. Really liked the chemical side of things. You know how the terroir affects the vines and the and the you know end product. So he was he thirsted for knowledge i would say and he loved to impart that to others and get other people to get excited about wine what did y'all um, do before so well when he graduated from uga nice. um he was um at mci in sales so he had that kind of sales um swagger you know yeah. and um when i met and married him in 2001 the first trip we took um as a couple was out to napa valley and he just fell in love with the whole area, um, just, you know, anything about wine, meeting some of the winemakers. He was just really excited about it. And what was funny is that I was the wine drinker at that time, and he was the Jack and Ginger drinker. Mm. So he really fell for it and started learning a lot about it and decided he wanted to conduct a tasting and see if people were as excited as he was. So we pushed all the furniture back in our our um, den and put up some tables and invited all our, our neighbors and had a wine class nice. and that was how it started so he started the Atlanta wine school in 2002 and we had a small little place up on uh, in Roswell on Holcomb Bridge until 2012 when we opened Vino Venue and the reason what was that just educating people about it was it was really just an educational facility okay we taught classes we did a couple of private events um, for corporations and we started to take people on trips to wine country Ah. but then what was really frustrating for people is they'd come and they'd taste a great wine during this class and we couldn't sell it and they were like well where do we get it I don't know where to tell you to go. So we really wanted to open up a place that people could come in, taste, and buy. 
uh, taste before they buy. And if you're going to do that, then you got to have food. So we started out when we started out with the um, with Fino Venue, we were more of a small plates kind of tapas place. But about two years in, really realized that people wanted more. Um, so we enhanced our kitchen, and in 2017. Um, we uh, we became a full service restaurant. So we're a restaurant. We're a wine bar. We sell wine retail. And we have a wine club. We're still a uh, wine school, but we're also a cooking school now too because we've got a beautiful setup in the in the back of our um, space with a big hundred thousand dollar kitchen. And it's pretty cool. Yeah, where did that come from? Um, well, why'd you get into the cooking part? Well, it just was a natural because wine and food go so well together yeah and one of the things that I think we do that not necessarily other wine schools I mean cooking schools do is we pair the wines with the meal that you're gonna eat and we tell you a little bit about the wines and about how pairing works so you know you're learning a little bit more than just the the, the cooking basics I was um, looking for your bathroom I was like walking to the back and I was and like what the, the hell is this there's like a whole kitchen back here well and here's but it the wasn't other like a commercial kitchen it was like a it, it looks like, like a house it looks yeah. like a beautiful ha- I was like, house did I just walk kitchen. into like a time warp oh. yeah have you never seen no, the back? I've never seen it, so. one of the one of the other reasons we um we actually developed that was so that we could do wine dinner so we'll have our executive chef back there making a meal in front of guests and a sommelier pairing wine to each course and the sommelier and the chef will introduce the pairings and talk a little bit about the procedures to make the make the dish and you know why the wine works so yeah it, it works for a lot of reasons did you use your existing cooks or did you have to go find teachers to to uh, teach people we did how have to, to go find uh some some great uh cooking instructors um yeah. yep in atlanta we um we started out with uh all of the sommeliers that we have currently, we had when we actually opened up Vino Venue as part of the wine school. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and we've got a great executive chef. He's super, super talented. All right. What's a sommelier again? Sommelier is honestly, it's someone who knows from Somalia. I was about to say, it sounds like <laughs> someone from Somalia. Somebody who knows a lot about wine, but you. A lot of people think you have to have a credential to call yourself a sommelier. You really don't. What? Um, but there are credentialing bodies out there that will you know will i mean there's one that we teach it's called uh wset wine spirit education trust it's out of london so you can come and take a credentialing class with us um and be able to put little um letters by your name yeah um just like a real estate agent i could be a small as well yeah it's like (laughs) a guy that has an apron on that says hail to the the chef but (laughs) not really a chef (laughs) just got it for christmas or something So uh, the, 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 uh, that kitchen thing was just crazy to me. So, so what does this look like? You just go back there, and it's like it doesn't your, seem like yeah, there's it's like a your parents' kitchen. It's like a really nice. Oh, it looks like oh, a house I can, kitchen. I see. Yeah. So, well, that makes sense. Like, so mm-hmm. if you're, it's a corporate event or something like that, you feel homely or whatever yeah. in there. And it's set up so that it's dual sided. We've got one side with a with a um, a stove and an oven. Same thing on the other side. So we do a lot of cooking competitions. What? Oh, let's do that. And that's a lot of fun. <laughs> let's have like a, uh, a well, I was going to say a bake-off, but that's literally what it would be. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just bring in cookies and cook those up? If we, instead of like a corkage fee, what about a cookie? Because nobody's going to bring their own wine in there. That would be crazy. But they could bring their own like, you know, uh <laughs> What is it, the break and bake cookies? <laughs> just go to the market, bring those in. I think we can probably upscale that just a little bit. <laughs> what do you, what, how do, what not, do you? Not that there's anything wrong with Pillsbury, but. Yeah. <laughs> what do you teach people to cook? Do you, your meals? Everything. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not necessarily. We uh, we have an entertaining class for um, 
for the holidays coming up. Mm-hmm. We learned to make a bunch of different appetizers. We've got Asian courses. We have um, Argentinian courses, French, Italian. I like Italian. the Brussels sprouts. I'm going to bring Sasha in there yeah, and have you teach her how to make good. your Brussels sprouts. They're pretty good. Yeah, they're really I'll good. tell you the secret. Uh-oh. We deep Butter. fry them. If you deep fry them? Mm-hmm. Okay. What? Yeah. yeah. Of course. Anything's better deep fried. That's true. Very true. Could a husband go in there and buy, let's say, a gift card for his wife for Christmas? Absolutely. Can go we buy would yeah. love <laughs> yeah. that to Like happen. a prepaid ladies' night. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, Absolutely. that's in the bubble. A ladies' night in the yeah. bubble. Let's talk about your bubbles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I'm pretty excited about it. The only other um, place I know that's doing this is um, on top of Pont City Market downtown. But they are, they're sort of like clear tents, if you will. Um, And we are, um, one of them will hold eight people and the other one will hold four seated uh, around a table. And they're not heated, but you can, but it kind of retains everybody's seat. Greenhouse effect. So, yeah, we, we like to, we want people to BYOB, bring their own blanket. Does it get foggy inside? Could I write my initials? <laughs> no, I haven't noticed that. <laughs> Depends what you're doing in there, I guess. But I think it's also important to say that we're, um, in between guests in the bubbles, we are doing a high sanitation. We're airing them out for 20 minutes and, um, and want people to feel comfortable, obviously. And the re- whole reason why we're doing that, as well as we've installed some fire pits and some heaters, um, is really because not everyone feels completely comfortable coming back inside yet. Yep. And we understand that and want to support that. And Dunwoody has been super, super helpful. They actually started something called the Alfresco Grant. Yeah, did you get any of that sweet Dunwoody money? I haven't gotten it yet, but I've, I've uh, submitted for it. Yeah, so I'm they're sure going to help us with 50%. things are expensive. Yeah. yeah, they are. They are expensive. But Have you heard about this? Uh, no, the Alfresco. So grant. Dunwoody uh-huh. took some of the. What, what, where'd that money come from? That Cares. was Cares. So the Cares Act gave Dunwoody money, and Dunwoody is pretty much just giving it back to the restaurants, or a lot of it back to the restaurants that are trying to pull people outside. They'll Good. reimburse you up to fifty percent of what you spend on the out uh, on, kind of enhancing your outdoors oh, for um, wow. yeah, winterizing basically. Yeah, not uh, just picnic tables, but big air bubbles and yeah. all yeah. kinds heaters. of stuff. Yeah, heaters. Yeah, which is why we're outside right now in 50 degree weather. <laughs> I'm your actually heater? doing fine. Yeah, I, where's I, your I heater, Matt? Come on. <laughs> Can you get in on that money? <laughs> Can I? <laughs> Can I get some of that podcast money? <laughs> um, so what are the prices there? I know the food's delicious. Um, it really ranges. I mean, you could go for our um, ribeye or filet and you know spend thirty five bucks, or you can come in and Mashed have one of our and, yeah, yeah can come right. in and have our Brussels sprouts and you know salad or a flatbread. It really just depends on what you're in the mood for and what you want to spend. What do you say? Do you probably half the people eat there and half of them are just there? I'd to... say more people, really? more than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just appetizers or no? Um, I think more and more people are eating full meals with us. We have a great burger. I mean, mm-hmm. a great burger. And a really good crab cake. So I think Ooh, people have come yeah, to know. Yeah, I think people have come to know that the food is really good. Um, yeah, you know, it was really, it was surprisingly good. Yes, I thought that you guys were just kind of a wine bar. Yeah, we I think that's a lot. A lot of people have that perception, which wasn't really. And me, I'll be really honest. Food. And it, when we first started out, the food wasn't this good. But oh, we yeah. have such a great executive chef, um, and it's been fantastic for three years. I'm really, really happy with where we are with the food. Well, I think the thing you're fighting against is really not that maybe the food is bad to begin with or anything like that, but just the fact that it wasn't a full menu starting off, right? Could be, could yeah. be. We really thought people were going to be more into having a little nibble and, yeah. you know, mostly drinking wine. Um, but people, you know, especially guys who would come in, would leave and go somewhere else to eat because we didn't have anything hearty. Yeah. 
was about um, to say, it's one like of those, a steak like, and mac and cheese. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, mashed potatoes. Yeah, we got mac and cheese too. Oh. Well, and the thing is, carbs. Is that, that's all me. Yeah. In any group, there's there's always that one person that hasn't eaten, right? And then right. they just want the full meal, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm looking at some of your stuff from Facebook, the gingerbread house decorating. Yeah, so that's another one that has gotten to be so popular. We've added, I think, two more sessions. So you can bring your kids or not um, and come and decorate gingerbread houses, sip on a little wine. Um, we do a competition for gingerbread house decorating with um, corporations, which is, t- is a ton of fun. But um, the kids love it. The parents love it. You can send your kids into the back room let them do their gingerbread and have brunch with us out front and kind of forget about them for a little while you so should be like a daycare you should be suspicious if like a 43 year old guy shows up with no kids and wants to decorate a gingerbread house. <laughs> maybe maybe if just one you should turn yeah. me away yeah <laughs> and your high-end holiday uh high-end holiday tasting yeah we do this every year and um these are you know nicer wines higher-end wines obviously the name um, but something that you might consider for gifts around the holiday, or maybe you want to pop up in something nice, um, you know, on, on Christmas Day or Hanukkah night or whatever. Um, it's uh, it's kind of a little little high end. So we're gonna have a we're gonna be social distancing, but people can walk around and get different foods and taste different wines at stations and sort of make notes on what it is they like. They can purchase what they like that day. Um, Wonder but if you slipped in a cheap wine, if I'd be able to tell the difference. Mm, I can you, you tell a good uh, wine? No, I cannot. Heat. That's the timer. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> what was that? That was odd. It was like a weird horn. Yeah. Back to the one thing, though. For all these things, again, I think we need to encourage people to buy those gift cards. Because really, when you think about it, let's say if someone's going to go spend like $150 on a gift card, really what they should do is get three. Three $50 ones and say, look, that's three nights out. Right? That Super husband then. That would be great. I know. And I'll give you a little, the man buying for the a woman, little but, secret okay. just just for your audience is we're going to have a buy 100, get 20 Whoa. Um, the week after Black Friday. So what is that? Cyber Monday, starting Cyber Monday. Mm, okay. Um, so if you if you guys want to hang out and come buy your, your gift cards, then you'll get a little bonus. Uh, nice. I think I need to do that. Sasha and Rach would love that. The math on that works out really well. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> get back 20%, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but can I split it up into three different gift cards? That's the real question. You can. Ooh, there we go. You yeah. can. Or really just two for that. You don't want to seem like, oh, here's a $40 one. No, That's yeah. More like, That's why you could do 60 Yeah, yeah. Or or another, another cool option would be to do it for all the teachers that are teaching virtual because they're probably not going to score a lot of gifts this year because uh, of the virtualness true. of it. True. But, right? Yeah. Yeah. Most so even a $20 gift card, they come in and buy a nice bottle of wine. Yeah, that's true. Um, in, in the, uh, I was gonna say, but but you, these aren't uh, just credits for the machines, or, or does that exist too? Well, you can, you okay. can buy a, the card for the machines, but that's a little bit more better, fun. Better thing to do, though, is, honestly, is to buy a gift gift card because when they come in, they can change it in for right. whatever they want, including yeah. one of the cards for the machines. Yeah. So. What is this machine? Is this like the, co- the, the Coca Cola one? The droid. It's sort of okay. like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like what is it? The Freestyle Coke Zero. Yeah, yeah. Um, So it is. They're really cool machines. They're called Enomatics. They're made in Italy, and um, they keep everything at the proper temperature. And they put everything under um, nitrogen or argon gas, so it lasts a little longer. But the coolest thing is that you don't have to have a full glass of it. You can have a taste or a half glass or. Or a full, full glass, and yeah, that's so. that's how you get to try the like eighty dollar bottle of wine, but only yeah. get like an ounce, just a of little sweet yeah. of it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. See, I know a little bit about. I did go that one time. I, I went, I've, I've seen gone. you watch wine a lot. I drink wine a lot. So. <laughs> 
I stopped Watch drinking it. <laughs> Watch it. Why is there an air horn in the background? What is going on? I was kind of waiting for it at the end, but. Um, well, let me just tell you a little bit about who Michael was. I mean, we talked about the fact that he went to UGA, which I know you're a UGA grad. I already uh, like him. Yeah, yeah, me too. Absolutely. Um, he was a there, Fiji I there. I don't know if you were in a fraternity, okay. but um, um, and worked for MCI out of school. Um, was really, really interested in the process around making wine, growing the vines, and um, educating people on on wine. So he founded the Atlanta Wine School in 2002, and then 2012, um, we opened up Vino Venue, which has everything wine under one roof that you can imagine. Um, that same year, in fact, a month after we opened, he was diagnosed with sarcoma cancer and, um, it was in his leg and the upper part of his leg and they did a surgery to, um, try and remove it. But a year later it was back. So he actually lost his leg up until up to his hip. Um, and he, even though he went through all of that was just, um, you know, very involved in exercise he actually won an open water swim after that oh wow he hand cycled you know he really tried to push through it and i think he motivated and um inspired a lot of people that's what i keep hearing about him yeah Yeah, very inspirational that was in his uh, celebration of life that's kind of my theme you know people were inspired by him to learn more about wine to go into the wine industry um to you know run that marathon to do the things that they thought that maybe they couldn't do push Mm -hmm. them so, um, and unfortunately, we lost him in 2017. Um, it returned and moved to his uh, lungs, and we, we, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a tough time. But um, some of the good that's come out of it is that UGA started uh, two scholarships in his name. Oh, that's oh, neat. Cool. And we've raised some money for that. There's also a thing called the Bulldog 100. It's the fastest 100 growing um, companies that are owned or managed by a bulldog. And um, they, Michael was, was one of those, um, and he, they've started a, um, an award for him in his name as well. Oh, yeah. And then the other thing that we're doing is um, we are launching uh, Michael's Wine. I actually got, found out yesterday that, that yeah. December 9th uh, should be arriving from Italy. We have a very close friend. Uh, his name is Lorenzo Pellegri, and he lives just outside of Orvieto um, in a, a beautiful little area of Umbria. And he has uh, vines. He grows, grows vines, makes wine. And one of the things that he did was to dedicate um, a new vineyard to Michael. So it's called Michael's Vineyard. And this is the first uh, year that that wine is, um, well, the grapes were mature enough to make wine from. So um, this is his first vintage, this 2019. Um, it's 100% Grichetto. Grichetto is the grape. It's white. Um, it's nice and light and crisp. Is that what Michael liked? He he liked all, he would tell you he liked all kinds Okay, of wine. so any wine would I mean, have worked honestly, for him. Honestly, if I'd been able to like spread his ashes and get a vineyard over in Champagne, that probably would have been his choice. But yeah. Um, second best. So, um, but but that is something I, me- I forgot to say is that we actually um, my family and I went over and scattered his ashes in this vineyard. So that's sort uh-huh. of you know part of him is there. And the name of the um, wine is called Pietra Fenis. Pietra is um, is rock or solid as a rock, you know, stone. Um, and he was like that for many people. Very supportive. Very um, giving. And then uh, Phoenix is Phoenix in uh, Italian, and rising from the ashes, Phoenix. That's kind of how we we came up with that name. Yeah. 
I'm gonna probably call it Michael's wine because yeah. I'm that's not gonna. We call it Michael's wine. Too. <laughs> I mean, that's you know, and I'm super excited. I have not tasted it yet. Oh wow! So, um, super super excited to be able to do that. So we're selling the wine. We're pre-selling it right now, and it's thirty-five dollars a bottle, um, and all of the profits of the wine will go towards Sarcoma Research, um, which. I'm, you know, very excited to try and affect, um, you know, the outcome of, of somebody else's um, experience with sarcoma. There's not Need a some research ton, done, of, so ton of information out there on it, right? Yeah, it's right. a good fundraiser then. Yeah, it absolutely is. I'm very excited about that. Get a bottle and a gift card. And yeah. two gift yeah, cards. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to seal that off. You got it on Facebook and stuff. So I'll, I'll try to put um, yeah, it out Yeah, it's too. on Facebook. And then on our homepage of the, our website, there's a link to it as well. Okay. Um, so you can actually purchase it online. And when it comes in, we'll uh, we'll call you and fulfill the order. Cool. And right now, if you um, if you buy an entire case, you get a free Michael's plate. That's something that's on our menu right now. And that's um, it's a dish that Michael and I found when we were at um, uh, out in uh, Sonoma and had a, just a great experience at a restaurant there. It's burrata cheese, um, a uh, parmesan, I mean a prosciutto, some arugula lightly dressed, and then some grilled bread. And it's just um, very tasty. It will be great with the wine. Yeah. So you get one, a, a free Michael's plate if you buy a, a full case. This very sounds cool, like the most cool. upscale place in Dunwoody right now. Yeah. I think it is. <laughs> you said a lot of words today that I don't know. That's and, true. Okay. But I like cheese, and so I'm sure that whatever yeah. cheese is cheese. delicious. Yes. It's kind of like a looser mozzarella, like a buffalo mozzarella. Okay. So well, there you got me. It's really tasty. Mm, yeah, nice, nice. Nice. Well, in case somebody doesn't know where to find you, it's the Georgetown Kroger Shopping Center. That's correct. Yep. And we're on the end closest to I-285. We've got a great outdoor space. It's been extended uh into the parking lot so we can host a lot of people outside and we've winterized it great place to come in saturday afternoon have a little brunch and sip some bubbly or yes. that or that tuesday night we just got to get away from the kids with exactly. one, of your, one of your girlfriends right, <laughs> right and Matt. we are open for lunch we do lunch wednesday through uh saturday oh and cool. dinner monday through saturday so we're cool. closed sunday all right well thanks for making time for us thanks for having me thank you i appreciate it